it's Jenny V, music director for 101.9 The Mix, today's variety, as well as co-host of the Afternoon Mix with McCabe and Jenny. And McCabe and I got to catch up with Lauren Daigle. You might know her for her huge hit, You Say, and she has followed up that song with another beautiful ballad called Thank God I Do. Lauren tells us the inspo behind the song, as well as her upcoming album. Enjoy it on the Mix New Music Club podcast. It is today's variety, 101.9 The Mix. It's McCabe and Jenny from The Afternoon Mix. And today we are just so happy to be talking to such an amazing, talented singer-songwriter in Nashville, Lauren Daigle. How are you? Hey, I'm so good. I just did a liner the other day saying McCabe and Jenny, so it's good to put a face with the name. (laughs) Not what you were expecting at all. Face for radio. Oh, it's so good. No, you've got a great (laughs) face. Well, we want to thank you for taking the time today. I mean, going back and listening to some of your older music and obviously your new music, um, your voice is such a powerful instrument. When did you realize you had this gift to sing? Ooh, I I love this question. So whenever there was a period of time um, when I was in high school where I was placed on homebound for two years and I would just sing over and over and over. It was honestly one of the only things I could do. I just walk around the house, coming up with new melodies, writing songs. And during that time, my mom went to our, our church choir director and was like, Hey, look, my daughter sings around the house all the time. I don't know if she's any good, but if you want to put her on the back row, just so that she has something to do, we're all for it. You know? And he was like, Oh, I've heard her laugh before. Let me see if she can sing because apparently I didn't know. I just thought I was screaming. I thought like when I sing, I'm screaming and that singing has to be really technical and all this stuff. And, uh, I, when he asked me to sing, I sang very sheepishly. I was like, like really timid. And he said, girl, I've heard you laugh before. I'm telling you, you better sing this song. And I said, okay. So I belted it out. And that was kind of one of the first moments where, I was able to see someone else, see something in me that I had always loved and always been passionate about. And then fast forward, um, I would scrub, I was his maid for a season. I would scrub his toilets in exchange for voice lessons. And then he got me ready to go to American Idol. And then that was when I really kind of started to peel back the curtain and see things a little bit for what they were. Wow. Um, Lauren, you have done an event with The Mix before, before McCabe and I's time. But one great thing we keep hearing is about how passionate your fans are. When was that moment that you started to notice your fan base explode? Oh, I love I love that. So here's the deal. I used to always be like, I'm not going to call them fans. I'm going to call them friends. I I used to be like, so I don't know, self-conscious about people loving what you do. And the more and more people have written letters or um, sent emails or or text messages or or even things at shows, like whether they'll come to shows and say, I need you to know the value of what your music has meant to me. It has completely transformed my life, completely. Um, One of the first times was with a song called Trust in You. That was kind of the moment I realized, wait a second, this thing might be more than what I could ever realize. And it was um, a story about, you know, someone dealing with the the loss of a loved one, like during some hospital stays and things like that. And they talked about how that song was a lifeline for them during treatments and things like that. 
that was one. Another one was with a song called How Can It Be? And I'll never forget, I was on tour as a very much lights up opening artist, okay? And my sister and my mom call me and it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And I just got into my hotel and they said, Lauren, guess what? We just heard on the radio. I'm like, it's one o'clock in the morning. What are y'all doing? They're like, we just heard on the radio. This person came on and said they were going to commit suicide, going to going to go through with this act. And um, in the process, the radio turned on and how can it be was playing? And it gave them an entirely new purpose for life and got them out of that moment. And I, that was truly, that one was truly the very, very first time. That was the moment that I was like, holy cow, what is going on? And um, making music that interacts with people in those sort of moments is the best gift that I could ever be a part of. It's people think that me making music and giving it out to the world, like I'm giving this massive gift that it is a complete exchange. Like the knowing that um, those songs have interacted with people in that sort of way is the biggest gift to me. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. And that just shows how you connect to your friends, your fans, but your friends. And, you know, now going into this new album, which this is album number three for you. So first off, how does this, you know, is this different from your previous two? Oh, it's so different. It's that's why it's self-titled is because I kind of went through this transformation process starting in March of 2020 that we all probably had some sort of connection to. And um, this, the journey to get here, these songs really pulled me out of a season of a lot of pain, a lot of loneliness. Um, And I had never had anxiety. I'd never had um, panic attacks and things like that. But during that time, a lot of that started. And so I really feel like God gave me this opportunity to interact with these songs, to go into the studio, to write, to sing things that I've never sang before, melodies that I never sang before. And it really pulled me out of some of the worst of my own times, you know? And so I feel like to be a part of a record like that, that's not only healing for you, but that might also be healing for the world is this completely transformative. I feel so renewed by it. I'm just, I genuinely can't wait for people to hear these songs. Um, they range everywhere from like hip hop sensibilities to complete and total ballads to um, folk songs. Even like the range on this record is just very different from anything I've, I've done in the past. And one of those songs from your new album being Thank God I Do, what was the inspiration behind that song? Oh, I love this song so much. I wrote this with Jason Ingram, who I wrote You Say With, and a bunch of others from my other two records. And, um, you know, he is one of those people that has a very specific sound. His melodies are very specific. You can pick up a song and be like, that's a Jason song, you know? And I remember I was uh, I was showering the day before, getting ready for the day. And I was like, okay, God, give me a Jason melody because I'm going into the studio with him. And we hadn't written in three years. And I get the uh, first part of that chorus. And I was like, okay, at least I have something. Like I'll bring this in. And the next day I'm driving over to his house and I start to get this piano motif. And we sit down and we wrote the song probably within 45 minutes. It was one of those like really quick experiences. And it was all about 
that season of, of COVID and um, God pulling me out of that season with the people that he surrounded me with. And I feel like there's those moments where you need the people around you to remind you of who you are, to encourage you, to tell you, like, you will get through this and we can see the other side for you. You know, I feel like that was the entire essence of why I think God idea was written. Well, I was going to say it kind of starts, you know, in this dark place and then it builds up and you kind of, you know, get into this light. I want to say like you find this, this new side of things. Um, So you can feel that in your lyrics, um, which, again, it just connects with with your fans. But also with this something special about the album. For those who don't know, it's going to be a two part album, right? Yes. I can't wait. 20 songs. Why two albums? So Julie Greenwald, master. I, I love her. She we were sitting in the studio listening to the whole record, top to bottom. And she looked at me, she said, look, I know this is like asking the artist to cut the Mona Lisa in half, but I I know you're seeing this as one full project, but can we break it up into two parts? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like I've only ever seen this as one body of work. And she said, just go away and think on it. And the whole idea was, I know in the streaming world, like streaming is kind of, a singles-based situation. I am still someone who loves albums. I love them so much. I love the sitting down, listening through, or driving in your car, starting at the top of a record and going all the way down on a long drive. Like that is my jam. I will get in the car to just to go listen to an album. You know, I love it, love it, love it. And she said, if you want that same sort of experience for the people buying this record, you need to break it up into two parts because I, I really didn't want like songs 14 through 19 to just get lost because of such a long listening experience. Right. And she was like, why don't we break it up into two parts so that um, they can still consume it as full albums? And I, I said, let's do it. That sounds great. And so with these two albums, will they be different from one another or will it be like an extension from album one? It'll be like a continuation to album two. Yeah. Continuation. It's, uh, it's meant to be one full body, but just having these two uh, listening experiences, there will be something that marries them in the middle. I'll give you that little hint. Well, thank you. And I love how you do the driving test as well. Like when oh, you get yeah. in the car, you put the album on, that's like one way, you know, this is like a great album. Yes. A thousand percent. Like if you can cruise or if this is my all time favorite is if you're in, I had this experience with Joni Mitchell I've had this experience with John Mayer, not sitting next to me in the car, but I'm saying as I listen (laughs) to them while driving the car, um, when you get so lost in the song that the scenery around you starts to feel like the place they were writing. It's like this. I remember there was this one time I was driving through Louisiana around all these crawfish farms, like lots. And if you don't know what a crawfish farm looks like, it's like, they look like plains, right? Like just flat where you can see acres and acres and acres into the distance and um lots of trees lots of greenery and there was uh her song the river and i was just so lost in that song but the simplicity of it and the beauty of it was matching the scenery that was around me and i think when those two marry another time i was in yosemite and i was listening to um uh the search for everything that record by John Mayer. And for whatever reason, what I was seeing was marrying so perfectly to what I was hearing sonically. And those are the moments that I just, I fall in love with music. 
Well, we're looking forward to doing that to your new albums when they come out. First one is going to be yes. on May 12th and then part two yes. in, in the fall at some point. Yes. Uh, and just around that time to celebrate, we're super excited to have you in Chicago for an exclusive performance. It's going to be May 16th. What do you look forward to to kind of these smaller, intimate shows with your friends and fans? I, I love them so much. I feel like it's kind of a unique experience that you don't necessarily get when you're playing in arena right so for the people coming in it's kind of these these beautiful moments where you're able to tell stories in a different way you kind of feel like you can pull up with a cup of coffee and just nuzzle in you know um and i feel that even from getting to sing i feel like there's a an element of um like vulnerability and intimacy that's just different in a small setting i used it's so funny i used to do um like fundraising events or different things that were always like 50 people, a hundred people, whatever that they would just bring you into privately. And I used to be so much more nervous. It was way harder to play for 50 people than it was for 15,000 people. And it's because of that. There's this element of vulnerability that's involved um, where if you have to sneeze in the middle of the song, they can't, there's no other distraction. Like it's right there in front of you, but it's really beautiful and I can't wait to come. I love Chicago too. Such a great city. Yeah, we are thrilled. We can't wait to have you at Half Acre Brewing Tuesday, May 16th. And I'm sure your fans are thrilled also for you to bring your tour to Hoffman Estates September 16th. So thank you. We are looking so forward to meeting you. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thanks, having me Lauren. on the show. We'll see you soon.